podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast on which we have quite a lot to discuss very last minute. It was going to be one of those improvised summer shows where lots of topics would be coming from non-football areas, but we do have a big topic of football uh, interest to discuss and Liverpool specific, so we'll get to that pretty soon. But let me introduce my guests to you this evening. They are the crew. I have, first of all, Cam Branch. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, very good, thanks. Really looking forward to tonight's show because uh, the big news about the new pitch at Anfield, uh, I think it's going to be a great topic of discussion tonight. 100% hybrid pitches are yes. fascinating. I, I can't wait to talk and it's, about it's, it's right in your field of expert knowledge right now, Trev. Yes, lovely, lovely field pun there as well. Excellent. I, I, I really do admire your work. Uh, next up, is Lisa Marie Hallan. How are you? I believe you might even have a, a little quote to kick us off tonight. I do have a little quote to uh, kick us off on episode 329 of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Look at you picking up the pieces. Lovely. <laughs> what I'm here for, Trev, what I'm here for. So, celebrate what you've accomplished, but raise the bar a little higher each time you succeed. Ooh. Is that that sounds like uh, good maternal advo- advice to your to your kids. Uh, where, where's where's that coming from, and uh, why did you find it appropriate today? Oh, the legend that is Mia Hamm, um, U.S. soccer ah, player. Okay. Yes. Right, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I just felt that it, it's just in keeping with things that have happened today. Yeah, I like it. It does tee us up nicely. And last, not least, is Carl Kopak who uh, I believe is going to start the discussion with a very specific topic in a minute. But uh, first of yeah. all, how you doing, my friend? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm on holiday <laughs> soon. Quite looking forward to that. So that's nice. Um, but this is this isn't about this. Um, just to throw some light on on what we do here on AIP is we, as we call it in WhatsApp, is um, we talk about what we're going to do on the show and we really em- embrace the sort of the bigger issues. And and Cam's being sort of quite flippant there by talking about the new pitch, but it, th- there's only one thing that's really dominated our, our chat. You know, this is the day that most other fans have new contract. Um, so we've been talking about the essence of time and how uh, it acts differently for different people, about um, cosmology, about the 1915 um, Einstein's paper on special relativity. So I just thought I'd just wonderful want to sort of, it's just it's, it's one of my favourites. It's it's one of my favourites too. <laughs> My top two theories of relativity, it's, it's definitely up there. Um, which, of course, as, as you know, Trevor's that term, time acts differently and is, is relative to people rather than 
a steady constant. Uh, a, a second here may not be the same second anywhere else due to mass, which you, you would know is e equals mc uh, squared. Lisa's now asking, Lisa Marie's now asking, why isn't she in the WhatsApp chat? This is why Lisa Marie, it's called sparing <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> Um, time is indeed. I feel very excluded. I just want you to know. <laughs> when you can go, just believe me, you can go in. We should do a guest chat as well for the for the listener. Um, <laughs> singular at this point. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So um, if you want to get in touch with us on the show via Trev or or, or, or you know or, or Cam or what have you uh, or Lisa Marie, um, probably best not tag me into this. But um, if you want to hear about more about cosmology and what happens to a watch as it approaches a black hole. Um, when time and mass both become um, infinite at the same time, then uh, get in touch with Trev. Thanks very much. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, I do look forward to all the absolute weirdos who are going to be talking to me about quantum theory. Uh, I have to say, I have to say, I will absolutely take them on in that chat. I have many, 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 many interests, and that's one of them. I have to say, so I, I uh, yeah, but according to you, we've never been to the moon. Well, that's clear, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that is clear. Uh, uh, and 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 uh, you know, uh, it, but I, I don't see, I don't see where the where the conflict arises. Uh, Do you know the story about Buzz Aldrin when someone said to him for the four thousandth time that it never it was all staged and he never went to the moon? Do you know what he did? Oh, he's punched so so many people. He's punched, punched a man square in the face. He, he's, he, I've seen it. I've seen that particular thing happen oh, okay. uh, uh, on, on, on video. A video called Astronauts Gone Wild. It's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I, recommend it. I recommend it to you right now. Surely they've got a for his age. Pardon me? Yeah. He's got a mean right hook for his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's a cranky fucker. He, there's no two ways about it. And he uh, yeah he let loose on a couple of people, but uh, he wasn't the only one. The the astronauts gone wild video is great because it's this guy going around winding them up, saying you, you never went to the moon. Uh, put 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 your hand in the Bible or something, some nonsense like this. And, so and of course, a friend of the show, Stephen Toast, stumbled across the um uh the the are oh, it, it was it Kubrick Kubrick's um mastermind of the whole thing directed it didn't he from a a movie studio somewhere, and Stephen Toast, who's a bit of a hero of mine, and Trevs in particular, um, stumbled across it one day. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Big big Steve wanders out. On the, actually, I don't know if you've ever seen, or if you've ever seen Capricorn 1. Uh, yes. But I, w I would recommend that, because that's a really interesting uh, movie, which kind of takes a look at the idea of what if it did have to be faked. And, and for the record, uh, you know, uh, that that could be a very interesting discussion. Carl's uh, totally uh, pigeonholed me there as some sort of uh, lunatic uh, fringe conspiracy theorist. Uh, however, was a lunatic a pun there, Trev? Or... It was a pun. Uh, I was very, very, very much a pun. Uh, I'd like to know why Lisa Marie is now blocking us on WhatsApp. <laughs> We've also lost our solitary listener uh, in the last five minutes <laughs> as well. Mr. N. Armstrong of Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, a B Aldrin has just joined the uh, the, <laughs> the, the chat, so uh, we should we we should get started. After Carl has derailed the show beautifully at the start, I I, I, I always like that type of thing. Um, and look, uh, I'm not even joking. We might actually talk about the pitch ca cam uh, because it I, is. I, I really want to. I actually really want to as well because I, I I do. I've 
I've been doing a little bit of work on older matches, and you don't have to go back far to see grounds deteriorating. Uh, 20 years is all it takes, um, and you know, people were playing on totally different surfaces. Uh, it's just another thing that we take for granted now. So uh, we might actually get to that. But obviously, the only news in town uh, is the uh, is is the 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 most seller in you. Now, to put it in context for people, I was on Twitter this afternoon, and uh, Mo's agent uh, Rami Abbas tweeted a an emoji, a laughing emoji. Uh, I've never seen a picture, a childish image have such a, a reaction ever and i understand why some people got wound up even jamie carragher um was tagging in mo salah and telling him to have a word with this lad who does appear to be quite right the weirdo and quite 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 an i'd say he might not be the nicest lad we'll say well let's put it that way he also knows or thinks he knows how to play the uh, media game and uh, do the best for his client and some people therefore got a little bit pissed at Mo because I think an awful lot of panic had been set in with people that he was just going to walk and then we see the club have done this little uh, promo video showing him announcing that he stays he signs the details of the contract we'll get into in a second but I want to get just a quick reaction from each of you to this pretty monumental news i think we'll agree because a lot of people were pessimistic that it would get done a lot of people thought well he'll walk at the end of the year uh most people i think thought he would stay and it was about making the best out of this last year of mo salah that doesn't seem to be the case now uh, and we have something else to think about so let me get your immediate reactions to the fact that this particular player has signed on the dotted line for an extended period uh lisa marie to, go, to, to start with you i mean it, it, it's it's hard not to be uh, to feel quite uh, vindicated in terms of the club's position by this decision. You'd have to say, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I honest, I really, I expected him to get across the line eventually, and and I kind of had a feeling it was going to be right about at this time period. You know, as some of the stuff that you know happens at the beginning of the transfer window and everything sort of kind of fades away and and everything else so i was i was pretty confident that it was going to happen because i'm thinking where else would he really want to go i mean i think you know psg genie's kind of shown what a disaster that can be and i i just i just really couldn't see him going anywhere else so i just and maybe that's just my um blind optimism speaking again but but saying all that i'm happy that it's done and hopefully we can stop talking about it for a while now and speculating on it and worrying about it and all of that other Oh, sorry, I was muting myself there. Can you can you go? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I've been chatting away to myself here. I just didn't know. What I thought my earphones were. Uh, yeah, you, I, the, the, the fact that I called from Buzz Aldrin—that's what it's been going. I've, I've I've just gotten I've just gotten chinned 
I've just gotten chinned by Buzz. So the point you made there about not having to talk about it, I think that's huge. I really do. It takes it takes a lot of stress off this summer now because if Mo's hanging around, we don't have to worry about the Mo replacement uh, just as immediately. But I do have to ask the question. Now, Cam, I don't know if you've been watching the details here. I've got multiple tabs open on the club website itself. I've got an interview with Mo. I've got an interview with Jurgen reacting to it. I've got uh, uh, just a standard news item about Mo Salah signing the contract. But I can't see any details about the extension period. Uh, three years. It's is is that so? It's three years. Three yeah, years. That's, that, that's pretty much the uh, common consensus. It's a three-year extension. It's okay, not okay. Three it's a three-year year, 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 three year contract. So it's till 2025 anyway. Yeah. Okay, so that's a two-year extension. Right? Yeah, because, three because three we're, we're, yeah, but it's, we're going to, it's a new three-year yeah, three contract. Total. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I, I guess what I'm saying is he was staying here it's for a year. He's 33 is the thing. Okay, okay, okay. So, look, it's... It, 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 I there's there's a couple of angles here, Cam. But the first one I want to talk to you about is first of all, do you what do you think that represents? We have to be quite cynical here. That 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 that's two year extension onto the year that he was staying. Three years in total, we'll have him now for sure. Yeah. Uh, unless you know we want to sell him for a fortune next year or something like that. Uh, so what does that say to you that time period? Because when I think about that. And Mo being 33, I think if he continues to be fortunate with regards to serious injury, uh, I don't know that aging makes a massive difference to this guy. Uh, obviously, we have seen some people lose their speed, but we've also seen people like Ribery retain it, uh, mm. like like Robin retain it, and Mo is such a specimen of a of a of a of a fella. I don't think the fitness is going to be an issue. So I think we get three really good years uh, of the Mo Salah uh, sort of uh, career here that are not going to necessarily see too many diminishing returns at all. And that's quite exciting. Yeah, I mean, you've made some really good points there. Just quickly before I address that, I just wanted to say, I'm not sure if it was yourselves I mentioned to before Christmas that, my understanding was it was all agreed last October. And um, yeah. it was um, just a question of they had to see it out till the 30th of June because of image rights and stuff like that. So um, I just want to say big shout out to, I'm not going to say who it is, just shout out to the person who told me and the person who told them, obviously, you know, um, they, they may well be listening and, um, you know, kudos to them. Um, the other one was last week, you you when we were doing um, the show, you said, you know, what What was your hopes for this summer going forward, you know, as in terms of transfers? But the biggest thing for me was today, what happened now in that Mo signing a new contract. That was that was huge because you can't replace Mo Salah right now. I don't I can't think of another player in the world who does who could come into a Liverpool football team and do what Mo does. And to have that worry now gone for the next three years of, you know, even just for next summer. Not, not not next summer, next season, sorry, of thinking, well, he's not signing a new contract. That means he's, he's got to be going next year. And that's all we would have been hearing 
for the whole of the season. It, regardless of if Liverpool were doing, had won every single game, they would still be talking about Mo leaving next summer. That's all the talk would be. So to have that put to bed and done, dusted them, you know, tucked up in the drawers, it's wonderful. We can now look forward to of having Mo Salah for his peak years. And I think what will happen going forwards is it'll be like a Jimmy Milner situation where they may give another two-year contract in, in, say, two years' time and extend it for another two years and, you know, like that and just keep reducing the, the contract length. I don't think, you know, unless he he seriously, you know, goes backwards in terms of the quality that he's producing on the pitch, why would he go if we're successful? And honestly, if we're successful, where would he go then? It's only a step backwards, isn't it? So it's a win-win for everybody. If Mo's doing well and Liverpool are doing well, we're going to get the best of Mo. We're going to be winning trophies. We're going to be challenging for titles. We're going to be winning cups. And we're going to be then looking at extending his contract again, providing his fitness. Look at, no, no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to bring him in the conversation, but but as a 37-year-old, 33 miles down the road, who scored a shitload of goals this last season for a shitty, scummy team in a rubbish team. Why can't Mo exceed that and go beyond? Yeah, if he if he does have that look with the serious injury, I think there is now a real chance. I I, I heard people talking about someone, you know, several people talking about would Mo ever have a chance of getting close to Rushy's record? And I personally think that's unassailable. I, but I think he, he, no chance. I. I I think he could do a really good job of being, you know, free and clear by a mile and second. Uh, you know, I think there are a couple more 30 goal seasons left in Mo, and that in and of itself is exciting. He was asked there uh, by the interviewer for the club website about, you know, Records. what were your, what, yeah, what were you thinking when you were coming here in, in, in 2017? He said, well, in 2017, you know, I came here, I told you, I told you I wanted to win trophies. And wow, like, uh, look at what's happened since that man has been in the team. You know, there's a league, there's a Champions League, there are two cups this year, there's a club world championship, Super Cup, all those kind of things are up on the wall now. And uh, it's no coincidence. Uh, that it's the era of Mo Salah. The success thing is a huge, huge point, Cam. I'm going to come back to that, actually, as a separate topic in a minute uh, when we look at the team overall, because that's my biggest upset with this year. And I I, I, I don't care if it makes me sound like a cry arse. I want these big titles for this team. They deserve them. And uh, I really, really want the league or Champions League next year. Like Anything else will, will will feel like a loss with this great bunch of players, this incredible manager, this incredible collective that we have. So Mo Salah being there enhances those chances greatly. And Carl, just to get your take on it as well, um, obviously give me whatever your, your immediate feedback is, but there is a just a sort of an angle I'd like you to consider too, which is now that Mo Salah has signed, uh, anyone who's thinking about coming to the club, if they had any doubts at all, uh, that's the type of thing that can make possibly a difference, even if it's only to see that uh, a player can come to this club and 
do well, get rewarded, and then get rewarded again at a higher level because they did fantastic stuff. So you could possibly imagine the likes of a Bellingham having a look and saying, all right, there's a clear path to um, success and reward at that club. Uh, and also, there's a lad called Mo Salah could be uh, supplying passes for. That little angle might make a difference if in getting somebody uh, uh, attracted to the club as well, which is it can only be a good thing. Your, your overall uh, uh, reaction to the Salah signing? I, th- I think it speaks volumes to, to the club's development of the Gergen club because ordinarily what would happen is Michael Owen, Steve McManaman, um, Gerard, even though he stayed, was wanting to go because he wasn't winning trophies at Liverpool. And um, the owners, had they sold him and Sadio in the same season? I'm I, I'm not completely F- FSG out. I'm, 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 I don't want anyone to own my club. But there would be a sense of, well, they didn't match his money because they wanted to see the money come back. I know, get, get like 100 million quid for him, something like that. Um, so it's a statement of, do you know what? We're happy we are. We're not going to be better than us. Yes, it's, yes, he's expensive. He's going to be more expensive if he does well, if the rumours are to be believed. But Trevi's played 156 games for Liverpool and scored 250. Uh, sorry, 254 games for Liverpool and scored 156. If he scores three goals, he goes past Michael Owen. I mean, you know, they, they, these are the things we're talking about. These, these are the, the stats. You know, if, if if he has a 20 goal season next year, which would be disappointing for him, he goes past Kenny. Minus yeah. 200 games. I mean, this yeah. is what we're, these are the levels we're talking about. And if he gets another 50 goals, he could be. He, he's going to go. I think he's going to go past. Well, he's going to go past Gerard now. Um, he may be pushing Billy Little in fourth from two to eight. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take that. He's not going to get near the top three, I think, but um, because they're they are silly numbers. But um, this is what we want. We want we want the club to say, yeah, he's brilliant. Not, oh, he's expensive because the club can afford it, and it's it, it's a huge boost for everyone. It's a boost for Darwin Nunes as well, um, and Carvalho, you know, the other lads who've just come in, and um, I'd like to think that it had to do with the new lad coming in from Aberdeen. Once he saw him, he just thought, well, now I'm staying. <laughs> That is a long shot at best, but um, yeah, it, it's a statement, and it's it's a it it's you don't want to see him in another man's shirt, do you? That's the thing, like Sadio, and and as, as I said last time, and I've got no problem with Sadio going at all because he's, he's done he's done enough for us. He's you know more than happy with that. But um, we've got the world's best goal scorer, and you can have Haaland, and you can have Messi, you can have Ronaldo. We've got the best world's best goal scorer, even if he's not scoring, and he's still scoring them. He's just not scoring quite as many. But yeah. Um, He's on 156 now. He's going to get 200 goals for Liverpool. He's going to get 200 goals for Liverpool again with the with the caveat of 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 maintaining fitness and all the rest of it. But you know, even if even if that three year uh, contract now, it, it, hopefully that will mean well, it doesn't really. But let's uh, let's assume three campaigns. Uh, and let's assume that he gets a minimum of. 20, 25 goals across all competitions in each of those because that's just what he does. That's 75 goals to add on to his current 156, which is getting very, very close to Billy Little. Uh, uh, and 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 then another campaign could see him get to Gordon Hodgson in third. The jump to Roger Hunt on 285 and then to Russian 346, I think is just going to require him to stay here for five or six seasons, scoring 30 goals. And let's be honest, that's bananas. Uh, but it's testament to the guy. 
uh, that he's up here, up in, in those conversations, on those chats, as you said, in the comparative game count as well, is really, really, really impressive. Uh, can I just talk to all of you on the next topic? I mean, what is the knock-on effect then for us next season? Most of us, I think we talked our way around even the last show thinking, okay, if Mo is heading off at the end of the year, I think he'll still do a good job for us. But as Cam rightly points out, there would have been endless chatter, which is quite, uh, oh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's bad for morale, I think. Uh, and it's definitely bad for the, the, the team and the squad thinking about it all the time, it being a topic. Uh, footballers, however, as, Young Mulby constantly reminds me are a bit of a different breed. They are sort of self-focused. They don't think about things maybe as deeply as we do as fans. They just get on with their job. So maybe that's overplaying it. But Lisa Marie, to start with you on this, I mean, what do you think is the big knock-on effect uh, of this for us? Do you see it maybe resulting in more signings? Do you sit? Do you think that this getting this deal done means that is absolutely it now and? Uh, Jimbo Pierce will be saying in, in, in a tweet tomorrow that Liverpool's shop is shut for the summer or do you think that the most important knock-on effect is as both uh, Carlin and, and Cam were saying uh, and as Mo himself said all the way through that interview he mentioned trophies and winning things about 15 or 20 times is that really the biggest upshot? I think it it brings the level of um, oh shoot what's the word I'm looking for you know, consistency or just everyone just sort of less distraction, you know, because it, it, as I guess it was Carl who said that if, if he hadn't signed it before the, before the season started, that would have been the tagline at the end of every article or every interview or whatever at the end of every game was, okay, and, you know, what about Mo's contract? So we don't have – I mean, we were hearing it already – here and there throughout this season. So I, I, I think it's not there to be distracting. And, and I think it, it could also be an additional thing that will help us to maybe attract players to the club. Um, you know, if we do sign, I, you know, I don't know, we, we might very well be done, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope, fingers crossed and all of that. Um, that we are going to still get a midfielder in, you know, be it Jude or whomever. Um, because I think we need that for the, for the depth, but, but that could be something that, that attracts these potential signings is the fact that, you know, they get to play with Mo Salah um, and, and not just maybe for a season, but, you know, for an extended period of time. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to kind of help focus, everyone because you know we've got you know Virgil on a long-term deal and Ali on a long-term deal and you know it just everyone is kind of for the most part that core group is very much settled here for the next couple seasons and I think it's just going to be like okay and let's go and everyone get out of our way yeah yeah I love that idea I do love that idea and Cam the, the group the group, as Brandon used to call them, is absolutely ready to go and hit the ground running. And despite the fact that there were two trophies won, there will be a real sting uh, at the two big ones missed out uh, in such circumstances at the end of the year. That feeling of uh, perhaps a little bit of injustice around it as well. And, you know, more to the point, someone like Mo talking about winning all the time. <clears throat> Most of these guys, that's that's they're, they're, they are just natural winners. 
uh, it's very heartening, isn't it, to think of the start of the campaign now, the buzz around the place, knowing that we're going to get to see this guy do things like he did against Watford and Manchester City uh, for another couple of years. That that can only be a wonderful thing because, you know, I read somewhere today, Cam, and you can talk to me about this if you want not mind, that players do also accept, you know, there's all this stuff about wage structure and all the rest of it. And whereas we don't want to have someone being paid like three, four, five times what another player is being paid, uh, mm. who's also a very highly renowned international footballer. But people understand, and it's only really in the 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 world of 2022 where, where we all have to be so careful about everything and offence reigns that it's only really in this in that kind of environment that people couldn't hold up their hands and admit that there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy everywhere. If you're in a group of mates, you accept quietly, oh, well, Billy Bob is the best at pool. Or, you know, you're sitting around and go, oh, well, you know, Jim Bob is the funniest in the group. There's a hierarchy in everything. And I think people accept that. And I don't think there would be any massive issues that Mo Salah, the man who does the things that Mo Salah can do, would be paid more than other people. I mean, do you see that being a problem? No, I see it being a, as a, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a goal for others to try and uh, achieve those heights and say, well, we want to be paid as much as Mo Salah. We've seen that the club will reward you if you perform. And, yeah, I, you know, if, if you can't use that as an incentive to, you know, play better yourself, rather than say, well, oh, he's getting paid more than me. Well, that's not the group of players we have. They will be absolutely over the moon and boosted uh, that Mo Salah has signed a new contract because players want to play alongside the best players in the world. And Mo Salah is the best player in the world. And it's as simple as that. Um, we we will, um, like I said, we're going to get the benefit of Mo for the next three years. There's no doubt about that. New signings, if there is any, we're still looking at over the next uh, couple of months. We'll now be looking at that thinking, well, Mo's there. Why is Mo staying there? It's got to be a reason. That club is the club to be at. It's just brilliant all around, you know. Um, as much as us as fans are boosted by it, everybody at the club, even the t- you know Carol and Carol and Francine, they'll be over the moon as well. You know, he's a great guy, isn't he? He's just a brilliant all round guy. You know, we lost one in Sadio. We couldn't look forward to lose to lose Mona. Um, you know, he just brings sparkling joy. You know, that smile. And um, I don't know if uh, you guys saw the video um that the club did you know an an open letter to Mo Salah and it was like obviously it wasn't an open letter it was a video you know fans commenting on Mo Salah and some one of the lads turned around and said I've never met I've never met him but I love him more than my mum and dad (laughs) that was the best line (laughs) and then that and I just think that is just the best way of summing up how everybody connected with Liverpool Football Club feel about the fact that Mo has signed this new contract. He is he is a bit fat though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's getting lardy, all right. Uh, I, yeah, I saw some uh, referred to today. Don't think of me and you, Carl. That's for sure. <laughs> someone I saw put him something. To, I, 
Go ahead, Trev. This is probably what you were going to say, Lisa Marie. Uh, it was a chat I was in. Maybe it was D- Discord, or maybe it was, it was it was WhatsApp. But someone referred to him as Canyon Abs, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, someone was like, someone was like, and it was in Discord earlier today. They're like, "What's with every picture of Mo in the last week or so with his shirt off?" And I'm like, "And how is this a problem?" I'm, I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. seeing the <laughs> issue. <laughs> if, 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 I, can I, can, so if, if I was shaped like that, my wardrobe would be halved. I wouldn't need the top half whatsoever. I'm not putting a t shirt <laughs> over that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it it's uh it's 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 definitely a remarkable thing and and it's a huge part actually of what I was gonna ask you about, Carl, because Tell you what, this lad has a healthy ego on him, you know, uh, and it's only getting bigger. And I think that was sort of rubbing me the wrong way that all the interviews he was given towards the end of the season, just as productivity in terms of goal scoring uh, was starting to wane. Uh, the, the, he was talking a, talking a, a great game altogether. But it's very much part of the lad that he is. And even though I think some of us may still have that old school thing of wincing a little bit when you hear people um, uh, talking about themselves in an uh, extremely positive way. I think the problem's there for us rather than for them because he was asked in the interview there, uh, in terms of you coming to Liverpool, how grateful are you to the people who showed such faith in you to bring you to the club back then? Now, you know how uh, Jordan Henderson's going to answer that, how Jimmy Milner's going to answer that. You know how even possibly the likes of Sadio would have answered that. Mo says... Of course, I'm sure we both did a great job uh, to bring me here. Uh, and I did a great job with the team. I want to thank everybody who helped me to come here, but there's still a long way to go. And he, he's, he's never really short about pointing out to you what it is that he's done. Uh, talking about that top uh, 10 goal score, scorers thing, the interviewer says to him, it's an amazing statistic to be ninth on the list already. Of course, says Mo, especially when you do it in a short time as a winger, with many assists. It's something great. <laughs> I have to say, I kind of always loved that about him. Uh, I don't have that squeamish thing that an awful lot of people do about that, uh, statements of, of, of confidence like that. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting part to his character that I think does stand him in good stead. And there's no way you carve yourself up in that way that you've got these canyon abs uh, if it's purely 100% only for uh, performance it's also the he's also highly aware of 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 himself in that kind of uh, um, healthy self regard i think that you need to have if you're going to be a big time striker stroke winger as he says himself what do you think about that side of mosal he's not he's not a man who who wants the confidence is he or uh, underplays his ability in any way? It's a good, it's a good thing for a striker. I mean, we had it for too long with the club where players were doing that and they weren't delivering. But he delivers and he delivers constantly. Um, so that's that. that, that it's fine. I think it's 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 the old Carragher debate, isn't it? You can wear white boots or gold boots if you want, but you've got to be a player who's allowed to wear white and gold boots. Yeah, you know, not not just. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking. I think of every other little number nine we had from the name the ninety, well, well, nineties and two thousands. To be honest, who, who, who made up? They were legends, and they won sod all. You know, it, it's it's a um. If he he backs himself, and he's and he's got a point. 
So you know, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. I, I know what you mean that there's a sort of some people like a bit of swagger and things like that. So yeah, yeah, we're they're good at this, blah blah, and, and it can bite you on the arse. Everyone knows that as well. But um, I, I, I'd rather he said it than um, uh, Lukaku. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but what do you want? You know, it's it's. Um, I'm I'm fine with him being that, but just just back it up. Just, just don't. If he doesn't score for the first twenty games of the season and he's still saying it, then I think we may have an issue. Do you think, folks, that the season that he's had, where yes, there were two trophies won, that, that's tremendous, that's special, and yes, he won a lot of personal awards, and let's face it, he would have won the shit out of those awards if the second half of the season had been the same as the first. Um. Do you think it's going to be a factor for him and several other of our uh, big name players that, you know, those last two big trophies didn't get over the line? And for Mo as well, there's the complication, uh, Lisa Marie, of the failure at the last minute in the AFCON as well. That's got a sting. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about Mo. Mo's going to come back from that fired up. That didn't really work out to be the case, but perhaps the fella, as we discussed on so many pods, probably could have benefited from a holiday more than anything else, which, as well as all the other good news, he's currently getting, which can only uh, be a good thing you'd have, think, you'd have thought for him and all of us. Yes. Um, and and I, think that, I think that fatigue, that underlying fatigue, coming back from AFCON, I think that certainly did play a role. I mean, and as you said, we've, we've discussed that, you know, from time to time on this podcast. So I think it, it's just going to be a whole combination of things that he's had the rest. He's had the break away, you know, a, a proper kind of holiday that, you know, a lot of us have been allowed to take here for the first time in a while. And, and yeah, I think it's just allowed him maybe to reset, recharge. And and again, this contract done, that's not a distraction. You know, even if it was a distraction for him, at least he's not going to be asked the question or anything. So I think it is. I think it's going to give him that just sort of reset, refocus. Um, as I said, get out of our way because here we come. You know, and I do there. And it is funny. I was I was thinking as you were as you were talking, Trev. You know, what is it about Mo? We don't mind that little bit of ego, that little bit of, you know, I'm great, look at me. But yet, say someone like Ronaldo does it, and I just want to, like, smack him. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I don't think it has anything to do with he's ours and Ronaldo plays for whomever else. I think there's just something about and because I think even under all of, you know, Mo's swagger, there's just something so genuine about him, you know, just something warm and, and welcoming. And, you know, you see pictures of him, like with his cats on Instagram or I don't know, there's just, there's just something about him, um, you know, as compared to, a, you know, Ronaldo or whatever that just is just annoying. Ronaldo comes across as a slime ball. He does. Well, that's because he is. Yeah. Sorry. But, but also, uh, most just kind of an inherently charming kind of a fella. Yeah, there like, is. You There's know. just a different kind of charm to him. Um, you know, or maybe it's because he, yeah, there is. There's just something about him. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was just thinking, there was just crossed my mind as, as you and Carl were talking. And I was like, what, what is the difference? And, and I can't put it into words, but it's, but it's there. I'll tell you what it is, Lisa Marie. 
Ronaldo, Ronaldo is a very, very selfish player. Uh, um, yeah. Whereas Mo, whilst he has that selfishness, he's also a team player because yes. his work ethic. Um, you you you'll see him in the 90th minute at right back. You know, having yeah. run back 60, 70 yards, you won't see that with Ronaldo. You'll you'll You're see Mo. Right, yeah. you'll, you'll see Mo looking to looking for an assist. You know, he, he, yes, you know, like I say, there is that selfishness about him. No doubt, he's on a uh, an incentive-based contract, and uh, you know, for how many goals he gets, that that that's a given. But he he still will give the assist. If you look at his second half of this season, Mo always starts the season on fire. He, he, every every season he's played for the last five seasons, he's always started the season on fire all the way up to Christmas. He's been phenomenal, especially last season, you know, when we were talking about him being the world's best player. But if you still look at his numbers post-AFCON, his assists, his his um, XG, I know Trev loves that because he's a stat ladder. <laughs> and, um, you know, his, his XG, his XA, um, his, his contribution still within the team was the highest of any other player. So he doesn't hide. He doesn't shirk. He doesn't go missing. He doesn't if, go stand there at the goal and, and wait for and someone he, to pass him the ball. So glaring at people. Why did you, yeah, exactly. Why didn't you give me the ball? I could have scored. It's it's not me, me, me. Yeah. Yeah. He he mm-hmm. he's team, team, team. And that's yep. the difference. That's absolutely it, Cam. That's you're absolutely right. That's it right there. And that's Let's, my TED talk for today. Well, well, I, you're you're gonna come back with the with the reprise now because it's I want to bounce Jurgen's reaction off you, Cam. Um, he says all the usual things you'd expect to say about supporters and how he's really really pleased and in that Jurgen way. But there's a very interesting quote here. He says he belongs. Sorry, it's the best decision for us and the best decision for him. He belongs with us. I think this is his club now, and. It's like he could be talking about himself, right, in that regard. Uh, that's very interesting, the parallel there between player and manager. But I love this quote here as well, and I just want you to respond to anything you like out of these uh, or that previous one. Uh, he says, quote, I have no doubt most best years are still to come, and that's saying something because the first five seasons have been the stuff of legend, he says. He continues, quote, fitness-wise, he's a machine in the most incredible shape. He works hard on it and he gets his rewards. His ability, his skill levels get higher each season and his decision-making has gone to another level also. He is adored by his teammates. As coaches, mm-hmm. we know we work with someone special and the supporters have crowned him a king. So, typically, Jurgen here, very cool. And he yeah. goes on to talk about his great news. Uh, he says, it makes me smile just thinking about it. I love this. I love this. This is genuine reaction from Jurgen, uh, from the heart. And the parallel between him and the player, very, very interesting. The commitment to the club, the uh, idea of I kind of belong here. Uh, there's things to be done together at this place. This is exactly the stuff we want to be hearing, Cam. What can I add to that? Honestly, Trev. <laughs> Seriously, what what can I say to everything that Jurgen has said there? He's... He, he said everything we we should have just done that for the pod. That was it. Yeah. Now, what he said there is absolutely everything we've been saying for the last 35, 40 minutes. And he said it in two minutes, in a minute. We're just stupid, aren't we, honestly? Um, 
Well, we like the sound of our own voices. Well, <laughs> I certainly don't, but um, I know you do. Yeah, you know, you've got the model voice. You are not jealous, honestly. Um, no, it's um, it, it, yeah. I think that um, that a bit about this is his club, and I think that's really telling in all of this because you've got to remember Mo Salah wanted to come to Liverpool when he was at Basel. I, I, I really genuinely believe that. He wanted to come to Liverpool. We know every club, every player, sorry, out there, when they retire, they all say, where did you want to play? Look at Thierry Henry. Which club did you want to play at? Which stadium did you want to, did you, did you most want, want to play in or did you most, you know, enjoy playing in? A lot of them will say Liverpool. A lot of them will say Anfield. It is a truly special place and it's made special because of not just the players, not just the club itself, but because of the, the people of Liverpool, the fans of Liverpool, you know, all around the world. We are special. And when you've got special players with, with a special relationship with everything that is going on around the club, it, it's the perfect storm, isn't it? It truly is. I love it. I love it. Uh, and, and like you say, that's, there's something about the way he put those thoughts together. It is great. Uh, uh, that's it, why I wanted to read it out because it's quite evocative. And he does that thing, Carl, uh, Jurgen does where he knows it's, it's a real skill. He knows the right things to say. It can, I think coming out of someone else might sound a bit mawkish, but he always strikes the right note. Um, Jurgen always strikes me as well as one of those guys who, yeah, he's famous for hugging his players. It's no doubt a for, uh, uh, um, something that rival fans love to hate. Uh, the connection, the celebrations with the crowd after, after matches, the fist bumps. I'm sure all that stuff winds opposition fans up to the hilt. But I, I, there will be a lot of them who'd be honest enough to say they'd love to see that connection between the manager uh, and and, a, and, and, and a, a fan a fan group. But when you hear him talk about a player in such exalted terms and how he he as this player in question is is um, adored by his teammates, that's that's so powerful and it just makes you want the season to fucking start tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? I we we all need a break, obviously, but it just leaves you so chomping at the bit. Is it chomping or champing at the bit? I mean. It should be chomping because that's chomping. the champ. Oh, no, champing of horse champs. It's champing. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So there you go. Champing at the bit. We should, you know, it does leave you with that high level of anticipation for the season to come, Carl. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Because, um, it's, it's a strange time for Liverpool. I've been writing for a year or so about the fact that the team's getting older and, um, you know, that we, we were talking only the, the other day about, you know, the front three all going, which is which is more than possible. Um, one thing I, I think we should be thinking about is the fact that he may not stay right wing for three years. He might drift into a, a nine or a, or you know or sort of a, um, what you think all the split striker role. You know, if his pace grows a little bit, you know, he's still got the guile, so he can still open up spaces. So he, he might he might even change somewhat. There's a lot of strikers do they jump back a bit further, don't they? So um, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for the charity shield. Bring it on. I'm happy with that. Uh, For so many reasons, even if it's just to see um, 
the Haaland fella on the pitch um, and the curiosity value that I have around that to see Darwin Nunes on the pitch for us uh, and to see the imbeciles on Twitter making direct comparisons between the two of them um, from the start, no doubt. All of these things um, can be enjoyed if you have the right kind of mindset about it. And... Actually, can I mention that? Because I find this thing really interesting. Um, Haaland's a good player. And I think it's okay to say that. I mean, we, we talk about, about Ronaldo. Um, he, he's a very deeply unlikable man. Um, I've got other issues with him, which probably we shouldn't really be talking about for legal reasons, but uh, um, hell of a footballer. And sometimes I think it's okay to say that. You know, he's a fantastic footballer. Um, but I'm just happy with ours. Yeah, the Haaland thing is fascinating to me on that on, on, on that level. Uh, on every podcast on which I was allowed freedom to witter i have said that the person if i if i had my magic pick it wouldn't have been killian mbappe i wanted us to get Haaland because he strikes me as a terrifying monster of a footballer yeah. and i think i think i think that he has the potential to pull up trees in I the think, premier I think he's league more Lukaku than you know sprite like isn't he he's, I mean, he's built in he's huge he is, but it's the directness of him that's quite terrifying for opposition. Now, listen, um, they're evolving, we're evolving, and if you don't back Liverpool, then you haven't been paying attention for the Klopp era. You just haven't been paying attention, and that's on you. That's your foolishness. Um, but for me, the most exciting thing about uh, Haaland being good for Manchester City is that Okay, well, that's the standard now that we have to attain, and I can't yeah. wait to find. To, I can't wait to see how Klopp finds a way to do that because he will, and th- that 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 is tremendously exciting to me. Now, look, the no, the obvious knock-on effect is, like I said earlier on, is over the next couple of days we can expect, in the same way as it was really well done there, just the day after the FFP regulations. Uh, had to be all, all the ducks had to be in a row for June the 30th. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, what do you know? For first of July, Moe's, Moe's, uh, deal is being announced. Uh, fin- financial ducks in a row. Don't be surprised then, I guess, if there is those leaked tweets, um, well, not leaked tweets, but l- little bits of leaked information about the, this shop being shut for the summer. Um, in that case, I think we should just, you know, maybe accept that i don't see any great um benefit to be had in 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 in, in beating a, a, a dead horse i really want us to get another another one in i want us to get an energetic um first team midfielder i think we can all agree that that would be a lovely thing to have and the reason i want that is not because i think um i just want new shiny things i want us to win all the things all the things and, you know, Moe's even saying it there in his interview that he thinks we can compete on all fronts and we should be. And he's right, even with the outgoings. And just let's focus on that for a second, because it looks like Nico Williams is a matter of getting a deal done with Forrest. And Taki Minamino's gone. Sadio's gone. Divock is gone. Um, there is going to be quite a clear out. Lots of other lads who are sort of fringe or kids going out of the club as well. Um so there is room, you would have thought, for a little bit of squad refreshment. Uh, so I just want to get, and, and I don't want to get into it, I just want to get your feeling on whether you think that Mo deal might be the, the last bit of business for the summer in terms of 
anything beneficial to the team as opposed to people going out because that could still happen as the summer goes on if we get a proper offer for Oxlade Chamberlain or the like. So Cam, just to start with you, do you think that's pretty much us now for the summer? The 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 Mo news is the is the big happy happy moment, and we should uh, get used to the fact that um, Josie's leaked bit of information about no more business being done, and on, 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 on we might get a we'll be looking at getting a midfielder for next year. That's about the height of our ambitions. Do you think? Um, that's anybody's guess, isn't it? Um, I I think there might be some contract renewal news for certain players. Uh, I believe there's a couple coming up to there's about three or four players I think with one year left. Um, how long has Joel Matic got left on his contract? Anybody know? So I I'd like to see him get a, a contract extension. I'd just like him to be around as well. Yeah, agreed. I, I think he could, you know, I think he's got a lot to offer to um, Joe Gomez and uh, Canate uh, going forwards. You know, he, he, he's he got a wealth of experience. And if he slowly gets moved down to being, say, like the fourth choice centre-back, still a brilliant fourth choice centre-back where Joe and Ibu uh, Canate are, uh, are vying for the second choice centre-back. So I'd like I'd like to see something like that happen. Um I think Carl's going to love me for this one. I think we we need to have a have a decision made on what's going to happen to Naby because he, he's got one year left on his contract and he's we know what he can do. The the trouble is getting him to be on the pitch to do it more often. We know that when Naby plays, uh, we he's 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 averaged the most points per game than anybody else since he's since he's been at the club so the, the, that tells you that when he's on the pitch something right is happening we just need him on the pitch more often to do that so if we're going to keep him give him a new contract obviously if we're not going to keep him then I would be looking to sell him this summer and getting a midfielder in we, then we definitely have to get a midfielder in because you, we can't afford to have spent fifty million pounds on Naby, whatever it is, and then for him to go on a free next year, that would be criminal, in my opinion. You either give him a contract extension and sell him, and because you, you're protecting your investment that way, or you give him a contract extension, keep him, or you sell him now. You know, it, it's, it, it can't be. We can't let Naby go into free contract territory next next year after I think that that'd be really bad business by by the club as a whole um I can't remember who else I know there's another two or three players who who uh who whose contracts are running like I've got, I've got another the, the, the big ones are Firmino and, and Chamberlain and Cater must be like Reese Williams and um who, who go next year Firmino, as well. I think Firmino's gone next summer I, I think yeah. I, I don't think I don't he won't get a new contract now you, we can see he's regressing as a player and I, I believe he will be going on a free next summer. I think they probably said to him, look, Bobby, you're going to play less and we'll let you leave for a free next year, um, you know, as a as a gesture of goodwill and, you know, for, for everything you've done for the club. Because he, he's not going to fetch a massive fee. He, might, yeah. he will fetch a fee. You know, you, you know, somebody will probably pay 15, 20 million for it, no doubt. Um, but, but we need Bobby. Bobby still has a lot to offer for another year. You can see because his game intelligence is off the charts and we know what he brings to the team. 
So again, you know now he's we we've seen an evolution now of of the front three. It's it's now going to be the front four and Bobby. And I think we're gonna you know we're gonna because obviously if you look at it now you got you got Nunes there you got Jota there and you got Luis there. You got those three have come in in the last year. We, and we and we still got two of the the original front three as well. It's just been brilliant business by Liverpool over the last over the last couple of seasons. It really has. You know, they've just quietly gone about it, just got the players at the right time, just when we've needed them. You know, when when Diaz came in in January, such a brilliant lift for for the club at that point. You know, it really was. And then to get Nunes, get it done early, done. You know, brilliant business. So, so Ben Davis has a six-year deal. Oh. He has a what? Six-year deal. Good Lord. Really? One for the future. <laughs> He's on about 20p a week, but yeah, I think which is things by they've done it because he, he costs so little. So. But yeah. he'll be gone. He's also 26 to go to this. Yeah, he'll definitely he'll definitely make his way away, and hopefully we'll let him just go off. I mean, the poor fella's never even played. Uh, but it's I've, it's. I've got a feeling Shea Ojo might might not stay here. The trip, to be honest. Yes, there's a fine chance Shea Ojo might leave. Um, uh, very interesting as well that, uh, Aston Villa and, uh, Forest, have been asking about. Joe about Joe Gomez. Sorry, Aston Villa have been asking about Joe Gomez. Um, Stevie reaching out there apparently, and um, both Villa and uh, uh, Forest have made inquiries about Curtis Jones. And I think from what we've heard that they've both been told to bore off. So it's interesting that Joe was very much part of the plans yeah, because right. he, he could be having a look around and going, where am I getting minutes here? Uh, because he's so good, Joe Gomez. He's such he's a good English centre back by far. Yeah, he's such yeah. a good footballer. Like you, you, you want him, you want him to be playing, and um, it's the pecking order now is so tough. I mean, Ibu's a monster, Virgil's a monster, Joel has been mostly a monster. It's uh, it's going to be very hard to break in there. But look, an embarrassment of riches is exactly what we want, and it's been added to or or or, or solidified by the news about Mo Salah today. So as we approach the hour, we should start wrapping it up. Um, I have uh, a couple of things over the course of the summer that I wanted to um, uh, do on the show that are non-fully related. I've got some really uh, good bits of crack for us to get into at uh, various chunks of the show between now and the season starting. But this one has quite rightly been hijacked by pure football uh, in the news about Mo Salah. And um, I'm delighted we were able to do it on the day as well. It's got an extra sort of heft to it for that reason. I'll definitely put something about Mo in the in the show title as well. So we get as many eyes on it as possible and ears on it as possible. But before I sign us off completely, um, was there anything that anybody wanted to do by way of plugs or anything like that before we go? I think, Carl, you said you had something, did you? And Cam does, but uh, my Sherlock Live podcast is the 16th of July. You can sign up to it. If you give me a follow on Twitter on that, and I'll, I'll put you in the right direction. Yeah, uh, again, uh, as it gets closer and closer, I want to be pushing that out um, from my own account, from the great stories as well, because uh, I think there's a there should be a great confluence of interest there. And hopefully that'll go great for you. Lisa Marie, is there anything you wanted to finish off with? Um, No. I um I probably I'm headed 
get out of town next week to potentially die of heat stroke in Orlando, Florida. Um, but yeah, other than that, hope everyone has a great weekend. It's a holiday weekend here in the U.S. as 4th of July is on Monday. So um, for our U.S. listeners, happy 4th of July and um, enjoy your holiday. Lovely stuff. And yeah, you uh, make sure you you, you uh, get yourself into the shade there. You, you've, you've been really badly afflicted by the old heat this year. I feel a lot of sympathy for you there. So hopefully that goes well and the, the trip away. Do you reckon that might rule you out of the running for next week's show? Likely. I'll have to I'll have to touch base with you. I mean, we will be down there that day, um, but I'll have to kind of look at the schedule. Part of the reason we're going is my daughter is dancing in the parade down Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. So um, I've kind of got to get the the schedule of when when things are happening. So I'll touch base with you later in the week, Trev. That's quite the sentence you just said there, but but your kids <laughs> up to wow, wow. Okay, I look forward to the only that. reason I am going to Orlando in July. Let me tell you. <laughs> Wow, I, I look forward to the uh, the match report on that one. And uh, <laughs> Cam, I know you probably have, I think you have something you wanted to finish off with, or just a yeah. shout out to somebody as well. Yeah. Um, so if you if you want to do that, yeah, just a couple of things. Firstly, um, just touching on what Carl said earlier, uh, time is not real; it's just numbers. So don't worry, people. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, it's not. Time, time is just numbers. That is fantastic. And I believe you ahead of Copac all no, the it's time. not. Yeah, it's just numbers, Carl. It's just fucking numbers. Anyway, what what else did you want to say? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to uh, a, a brilliant person. Uh, brilliant. Ah, thanks, uh, man. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. You. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if just, he writes about time as well, Trev, Trev, just go, just go stand over the over on the east wing. And just stand there and look at the mirror. That's all you need to do. All right. You don't have to worry about anything else. Just look at the mirror. Yeah. Salah like confidence I've got here. <laughs> Tell you, um, so as I was as I was saying and was wonderfully interrupted. It, it's, it's like be quiet for twenty seconds and everybody just starts talking um, before the show stops. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to a really wonderful person, um, genuinely lovely guy uh always always helping always there for you uh can honestly say a brilliant brother and um thank you for everything you you've you've done for us and for 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 lots of people not not just myself you know you you always go above and beyond and that's to uh harinda you're just a you're just a top top fellow geezer just a top man thank you ah uh, slowly i'm sure harinda will hear that and appreciate it um and echoed by all of us as well. A good lad, even though he gives me dog's abuse. Uh, we should no, wrap it one. up. Actually, I'll take it all back now. You said that. I'm not <laughs> the only one who gets all the gifts, isn't it? Oh, what was I even <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, They're the gifts th- that keep on giving. <laughs> the they sure are. They sure are. Uh, so we should wrap it up. Um, you heard Lisa Marie Hannan. You heard Carl Kopak. We're, uh, we're, not, we're not the out of time as such, Travis, because time is, it, it can't run out. It, it's it's the basic cycle of the universe, and it should be treated with respect. Well, no, because time is just numbers, we are actually out of time now. Uh, time isn't numbers. The, the yeah. numbers have just run out. In other words, the time is gone. Trev, Trev, numbers don't run out. No, that's the point. Oh, they do. They do. No, Buzz, Ald- Buzz Aldrin told me that. 
Good luck. <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.